Official episode of the Sound Hopping Podcast. It's um, it's great to have you here, and I'm going to get straight into it as per usual. Um, first off, we're going to start with what I'm listening to at the minute. What am I going to do? Do do. What am I going to do? Tell you what I'm listening to. Do do. As per usual, I've been listening to lots of different things um, recently, but. Um, with the with the release of their new album just last week, Eaten Alive, I've been listening to a lot of Sleaford Mods. Um, they're a double act essentially, a duo from uh, up north from Nottingham, I believe. That's where they're based anyway, and um, and they they have this they're, they're techno, but they got you know electronic techno. But their their lead singer has a it's basically spoken word. Um, it's very political, um, sort of punk in that aspect. If, if you took punk music and crossed it with a with a, a guy with a drum machine, um, it's a really unique sound. In but I'd say it's it's not for everyone. But um, I've been listening to a lot of them recently, and when I first started listening to them, um, after seeing them briefly at Victorious Festival, um, I came to the conclusion there. They're like Kasabian if Kasabian had, um, you know, if Tom and Serge had grown up deprived of all knowledge of any melodies, um, which I know they're fans and they would absolutely hate. Um, you know, they, they've called they've called Kasabian posing bastards on their first album, so there's clearly some animosity there. But it does sort of sound like, especially the first, well, not the first album, but some of some of the songs on all of their albums sound like that they've sat down they've had a meeting and they've gone you know what we're pretty punk you know we've got these lyrics we're going to sing about what we know austerity era britain you know working class britain lyrically it's really brash it's quite simple but vulgar in a really unapologetic way but they're saying that there's something really poetic about it you know it's it's quite oxymoronic in a way it's this really harsh vulgar language um you know nothing too fancy about the actual words but um, but the 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 political edge to it and the the way it's delivered have this poetic um, feel to them. You know they've hit back at being labelled as the voice of the working people and for being political. Um, in interviews, they've said that they're just they're just sounding off about things that they experience and that they want to sort of get angry about and want to want to express to an audience. Um, you know, I've got to commend them on being honest. Everything they everything they sing about is um is you know it's from the heart and it's from their own experience. You know, sadly, um, at, at that very meeting, they clearly had a vote and both vetoed the idea. You know, the unnecessary ideas of both melody and that worn out rag of musical structure, the chorus. That get rid of that in the bin. They don't 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 use choruses and don't really have too much melody to most of their songs. Um, sadly, this is probably what's kept them from being really popular. Um, not that their lyrics would help them go mainstream, because they are—they do have that cutting British, you know, politics edge to them. 
you know, it's, it's, it's just an angry guy being angry about things he's experienced. You really listen to it for the lyricism, um, and that's provided by Jason Williamson. He's got a, he's the vocalist, and he's got a real attack and uh, to his delivery. And unless you're really into the electro punk beats, which are produced by the, um, I guess the DJ, the the beat producer, drum machine man Andrew Fern, I think it can it can really turn new fans away, especially live. There's no real music to mosh or dance to. And often in, there's no melody which is catchy enough to sing along or sort of stick around for. I remember when we, we caught them briefly at Victoria's Festival down in Portsmouth. And um, I just remember me and my mate staring blankly at the stage whilst the, whilst the singer raved on about life and austerity. With the, the hook of the song was, we're going down like BHS. Which at the time we heard it was already a year or two old reference then. Um, you know, it just dates it. The the lyrics themselves are really symbolic, and they they paint a really bleak atmosphere. You know, we all just sort of gave each other sideways glances, and we're gonna we were just wondering who was gonna comment first about the the man screaming about BHS on stage um, in the middle of the afternoon. You know, I you know they're they're really not a festival band in my opinion, but you know the music itself probably doesn't help. Have it. You know, it's just a drum machine playing behind poetry, essentially. But poetry which is delivered in a really attacking way. And and to be fair, the drum machine, some of their songs have got really great samples. Um, musically, it's, it's, you know, it's quite impressive, but it, it, it does seem quite bare bones. It's just a drum machine and a guy um, rapping, I guess, but it's more like spoken word poetry. Um, you know, it does give it this hollow and confrontation, you know, confrontational blunt sound. Um, on the other hand, it, this, the the simplicity of it and the 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 attack of the voice, it can be really intense and engaging. Um, you know, it's just the electro backing and the vocals, and live you can you can just see the the attack and the strain that the uh, the singer uh, Jason Williamson is is putting on his voice. He's he, he's really speaking from the heart, and you can see that in the live performance. Which would probably be a lot better to see at a you know a smaller venue rather than a festival. The, the problem I've got with it, it, it's just hard not to want something more musical with the tracks. I personally like their 2015 track with the uh, with the Prodigy. It's called Ibiza, and um, you know they've got some more musically rich songs on their first album. Uh, the, the first track on it's called R&B Paul, and it's got a sample of a it samples a Deep Purple song. And that, it just has that, it's just more musically rich, there's more to the song rather than just having this this drum beat and the and the vocals. There's one, um, I think it's actually called The Mekon, from the album The Mekon. Um, and it's got a sample of Pretty Vacant by the Sex Pistols. You know, this band, they're obviously heavily inspired by the punk movement, um, shown mostly through their, you know, their cutting political lyrics. But um, it's a really good nod to the Sex Pistols, and they use that sample really, really well. The new album, Eaten Alive, it continues in the same vein, really, except this time it seems a little less political, and it's got more of those great dark comedy moments they've got. They, they throughout their albums, they use a lot of dark humour and satire. It's always been part of their act. Um, on this album specifically, they've got a line which says, Graham Coxon, the um, referring to the guitarist from Blur. 
They say Graham Coxon looks like a left-wing Boris Johnson. You know, it's got this... It's got this really... Um, you know, there are some really, really funny moments to the album and, and to lots of their songs, really, which is... Um, it's really interesting to listen to. It, it's something different. I think that's why I was, was listening to so much of it this week, including the new album. Um, it's just something different to the more basic uh, music nowadays. They've released two singles already from this album, one called uh, Obesity and the other called Kebab Spider. I saw a journalist for The Guardian um, and he said Obesity could be uh, from The Cure or Depeche Mode and to be honest, that's a joke. <laughs> I have to be honest. It, it's it's nothing like The Cure or Depeche Mode. It just It's just not that musical. Um, <laughs> It is a it is a drum beat and a man ranting, um, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's miles off from the Cure or Depeche Mode. I I've got no idea what um, this journalist was thinking about, or or what he was listening to really. But um, the song Obesity is is a really great insight into um, Williamson's feelings of guilt, you know, and 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 his change as he now lives in a sort of middle class area of Nottingham. And he's reaped the rewards of his musical success, his career. Um, you know, despite basing that career on on writing lyrics about how he's working class and he's struggling through austerity Britain. You know, there's that real sense of um, self-doubt um, and guilt about, about him making this personal success. On the album, there's one song which stands out, which I recommend listening to. It's called Big Bert. It weaves and dances between literalism and absurdist metaphors. It conjures damning criticism of the music industry and really inventive commentary about growing up on an estate in Lincolnshire. But really, I have to say it's quite admirable. They've, they've got their message, they've got their style, their attitude, and they're not afraid to stick one up to the industry and society. You've got to hand it to them, really. They are a unique band doing what they do on their terms. All right, let's take a look at the past now. Let's roll back the years. Okay, I'm going to do this in chronological order. I've got um, I've got three points picked out today. Um, last week, uh, in 1973, Pink Floyd released their seminal album, um, Dark Side of the Moon. It's considered a classic by critics, the public, almost anyone who's ever listened to it will tell you that it is a timeless, if you excuse the pun, um, timeless record. Um, you just have to go listen to it if you haven't already. I'm sure most people who listen to this will have listened to it or at least heard one of the songs like Money, Breathe or, you know, or Time. Um, it's just an amazing record. I listen to it probably once a week. Um, absolutely fantastic. Can't recommend it enough as, as it has been recommended throughout the last three, four decades. Jumping ahead to 1984, uh, last week it was the week that Michael Jackson won eight Grammys um, in, in one day. That's the that's the joint record for the most Grammys earned in at, at one show. And interestingly, it's the exact same week that Thriller went to number one, and it stayed there. This is shocking. It stayed there for 34 weeks at number one. Um, I'm personally not a massive Michael Jackson fan. Um, not necessarily to do with his music. Um, I can appreciate him for for performing and writing some of the greatest pop songs, definitely of the last uh, fifty years. Um, 
But yeah, that is an impressive feat. One, one single sting at number one for 34 weeks. That's unreal. And jumping up to more modern times, in 2007, this is quite selfish of me, this album, it, it reminds me of, of my childhood a little bit. Um, I remember these songs being on the radio all the time, and um, my mum had this album for sure. I know it was playing in the house a lot, because I, I can remember it. I can remember the cover of it, um, you know, around the house on the CD stacks. Um, and that's Duffy's album, uh, Rock Ferry. Yeah, released in 2007, last week, and it and it won the best pop vocal album at the Grammys that year. But um, yes, yeah, it's, it's a great album, deserving of the Grammy, definitely. Okay, we've taken a look at the past. Let's skip it ahead to the future now. You've got to come back with me, back to the future. 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 Okay, coming up in the next week or so, Sigrid, who is the Norwegian female pop singer. Um, and I don't know if I should be embarrassed. No, no, I, you know, you shouldn't be embarrassed to admit uh, if you like something. Um, I'm going to do a podcast on that soon, actually, about guilty pleasures and what a load of rubbish that is. Um, but Sigrid, um, for me, is probably one of my favourite pop artists of the last few years. I don't listen to a lot of pop and not really a lot of modern music. But... Um, you know, hearing Sigrid songs either on the radio or on adverts, seeing her perform live on TV shows. Um, I just think they're some of the most catchy, uplifting, you know, really entertaining pop songs of the last few years. Um, and the the new album is being released on the 8th. Um, you know, she, she won the BBC Sound of 2018 last year. The album's got two of my favourite songs from the... Uh, Two of my favorite pop songs from the last from the last year or so, um, and that's Psycho Punch, which is what the album's called, and Strangers. I think Strangers is absolutely unbelievable. It's just a really, really great, uplifting, bouncy pop song, and you know, and it looks and it looks like it captivates audiences live as well, which really helps. You know, she's she's one of the female solo pop artists at the minute, probably the only female solo pop artist who's. Um, you know who, who I actually listened to a little bit and um, and have actually enjoyed recently. Of course, uh, Foles are releasing the first part of the album. They're splitting it into two parts. Um, that's being released on the eighth of March as well, uh, alongside Sigrid's album. It's called Everything Not Saved Will Be Lost. Um, I don't know why they've separated the album into two parts. I know the second part is being released in in autumn. Um, it'll be really interesting, um, especially for me. I I have to say I don't particularly I, I didn't particularly get into Foles when they first sort of getting really big on the indie scene um, wasn't too bothered about seeing them when they were on tour um, the only song I really knew about was Mountain at My Gate I think it's called um, but I'm really interested to see how this album plays out um, I wonder if it's a bit more of a concept album if it's split into two parts um, but yeah, I'm really interested to take a look at this and sort of have another go at listening to Foles. And finally, the uh, British hip-hop and grime artist Dave, he's releasing an album next week called Psychodrama. And um, speaking of drama, there's been plenty of it surrounding the new single from Dave. It's called Black. Um, realistically, I can't see what the drama's about. It's a song about black empowerment and... Inequality, which um, Dave's 
experienced. Um, you know, he, he he talks about, well, raps about on this song um, about how he's had to work, you know, twice as hard as some people um, um, because of prejudice or inequality in society. Um, a lot of people have gotten uproar about it because Radio 1 are playing it and people are saying, you know, if, if the song was called White and done by a white artist, would you, you know, would you even air the song? Um, but I, I can't see the big issue about it. It's a, you know, it's an empowering song. Um, it, you know, it was released and it's meant in a really positive way. Um, and I'm not a massive grime art, uh, grime fan, really. But, um, you know, I'll definitely give it a listen um, uh, next week when it's released. Okay, and let's take a look at my track of the week. Track of the week. My track of the week this week goes to the immortal Johnny Marr. Um, he's released a song called Armatopia, and I first saw it on YouTube because it's a got a, a really, really amazing music video. And it's um, it's got a lot of meaning behind the song. Um, I was, when I'm listening to it, it's got, it's got a really, it's got, first of all, it's got a really catchy chorus, which helps. Um, you know, it just helps a song where where you where you could listen to it without having to listen out to the lyrics, um, particularly, or having to think about it on a you know on a deeper level. First of all, it is a really really easy song to listen to. It's got a great catchy chorus, really good instrumentation, and um, you know Johnny Marr singing on it for someone who was a you know a guitarist in the Smiths for so long. Johnny Marr's got a great voice. Um, I personally enjoy listening to it. I I enjoyed his I enjoyed his last album, which he released last year. Um, I don't think the song's on the album because it's a bit more um, spontaneous. I think it's listening listening to the lyrics. It sounds like it's largely based on divisions in society at the minute. Probably a bit influenced by Brexit. Um, and especially influenced about the issue of climate change, um, just a lot. It sort of encapsulates um, a, a, a feeling of a split society. But then, as the music video suggests, it's got a it's got a real feeling of groups of people needing to unite um, for certain causes, whether that be climate change or Brexit or anything that's happening in you know politics at the minute. It's got a really uplifting feel, um, while it, whilst it acknowledges these issues, um, and the music video really helps that. It's, it's, it shows a lot of, I guess they're depicted as outcasts. They're um, they're young people who are in tower blocks. Um, they're dressed in really interesting, unique ways. You know, like patches on their jackets. Um, you know, they're say. Uh, a transsexual person in it um there's you know they're, they're just uh, people who are i guess um often pushed to the outskirts of society or have been um you know affected by prejudice in some way and they they all unite together and um you, you the video follows them going to like this this club where johnny Marr singing you know, and there are people dancing in there and all having a really good time. And it's, it's got it's a real feel-good video. And the um, 
and the song itself has a quite a feel-good feeling especially the chorus um so yeah definitely go listen to it it's called armatopia um by johnny marr um and and the, for the first time you listen to it i highly recommend going on youtube and um listening to it with that music video um but yeah it's really great unexpected wasn't expecting johnny marr to release a single this or release any song at all um after releasing an album you know so soon after the album last year but it's great go and listen to it i can't recommend it enough let me tell you oh i've got news for you in the news this week victoria's festival completed its lineup adding new order to its sunday headliner new order joins the specials rudimental and two-door cinema club as some of the headliners headlining the festival this year and finally, some sad news. The prodigy singer Keith Flint has died aged 49, who was found dead at his home in Essex yesterday. After his passing, many artists have been on social media um, singing his praises and paying their respects to the artist, who was a real pioneer in the British rave scene during the 90s. It's believed he committed suicide, and the band released a statement after the announcement of his death, calling him a true pioneer, innovator and legend. I've got news for you. What am I gonna do? Do! Okay, and thank you very, very, very much for listening to the first official episode of Sound Hopping Podcast. Um,. Feel free to subscribe, please do. Um, follow me on Instagram. There's a there's a link on the pay, on the YouTube channel itself. Um, if you need, want any queries, any questions, send it to that Instagram or the email soundhopping at gmail.com. I can't thank you enough for listening to this. Um, so thank you again, and um, hopefully I'll see you next week. I've been Ben Conway. This has been the Sound Hopping Podcast, and I'm hopping off your airwaves now. See you later. Thank you for listening.